after after the match is done, if you're done shooting, hey, did you shoot good? Nope. There's whiskey in the truck. Hey, did you shoot good? Yep. There's whiskey in the truck. <laughs> Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well. Everything's going great. I am staying busy and already had some events I've been to and getting ready to leave to go to a lot more and the year's going to kick in and, and probably got 35 to 42 events I'm looking at attending this year. Jeez, jeez. Okay, so so for those that don't know, because I know Brian very well, hence why I invited him to be on the podcast here. Um, Brian Conley, you are the CEO of Triple Forks Hunting, which is one of the smaller things that most people probably don't know about you. Those that right. do know you know you from Hunter's HD Gold, at least in my world, which is the competition yep. world. But on top of that, you're also part of those at the Optical Prescription Lab. So I, I think that, that's, that's kind of like your parent company, right? Like, yeah, o- Optical Prescription Lab pays the bills. <laughs> got it. Got it. So, um, so obviously, Brian knows quite a bit about these things right here all different shapes and sizes and colors and all that kind of stuff so well the reason i wanted to bring brian on here is because uh one we wanted to talk a little bit about that but two brian is a huge fan of firearms aren't you brian yes most definitely most definitely let's start off with how you got how you went from the uh, first of all, if you, if anyone looks on your Facebook page, they see that you were actually a, a insurance salesman with State Farm for a while there, right? Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> now for that, I'm still, I'm still licensed to sell insurance in the state of Alabama. Every two years, I go take my CE credits because I'm always like, all right, I need a backup plan if something's wrong at the lab. So I, I've been keeping those up every two years with CE credits, so I can. I still get job offers all over the place to go sell insurance. <laughs> See, not, not many people know that back in the day, I actually did have my life insurance license. And that was very mm-hmm. much, yeah, like, it's not that it was a difficult test, but it was just like a test where, like, like I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the lingos that they talk, you, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, why can't they just say, like, um, hey, don't jump off any buildings, dummy. But no, it's like, in the event of a strategical acceler- – a sudden deceleration due to the acceleration brought on forth with gravity, the pursuant or defendant is therefore hereby – I'm like, oh my gosh. This is- Look, if you jump off a building, you're not getting paid, okay? That's how you work. Uh, <laughs> but all right, so you, you started with that, and then you got into the optics world. Now, you've told me, and I, I want everyone to, for you, to everyone else to kind of hear. Let, let's talk about how – you were introduced to the world of firearms, and uh, I, I believe you kind of were you introduced to firearms before you got into, I mean, the cowboy action kind of stuff. Or oh yes, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't own a. I grew up in a retail world, and I started doing retail management when I was twenty one years old, and um, I didn't even have a weekend off until I was forty. So I mean, that's just my lifestyle of know how it was when I when I when I grew up that way in retail but in October of um, 2011 um, Sherry's father passed away and her I inherited you know guns from her father that was her grandfather's now her grandfather was the mayor of Bessemer Alabama for 18 years Jess Lanier so there was a lot of history so I started getting involved in 
the history of some of these guns and finding out some of the rifles and shotguns and everything else I was looking at, you know, and, and looking at old pictures that I saw and I saw these shotguns being used by, you know, you know, with Jess Lanier and Bear Bryant and Pat Dye and all the guys from, you know, the, the legacy of Alabama football and Auburn football in the state of Alabama. So I got intrigued by that alone. And then um, I just started collecting calibers after that. And after 2011, so I started off. I think my very first um, gun I bought on my own was the um, Smith and Wesson um, 22 AR 22. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Big, yeah. And I think I bought that back in 20 um, 2012. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, it would have been when I bought that um, rifle for the first time, and I actually just gave it away to another gentleman who was not known. Who had I won't tell too much of the story, but he was a gentleman who was nervous about firearms and he was nervous about ARs in general. And I said, "Well, go, you know, go take this with your your family and go shoot one weekend." And you know, I I, I met him and I, I got to told him to go shoot. I know he's a law abiding citizen. I knew what I was doing by you know abiding all the laws that we had. And so I I, I loaned him the gun to go shoot and um. Uh, on purpose, didn't call him back to get it back. And I waited about a month, um, about a month or two. And I just got through seeing him at the bank the other day. And he go, I walked in the door and I was doing some business. He goes, I've been waiting to see you. I wanted to, I, I got your, you know, rifle at the house. I need to get it back to you. I said, well, we'll talk about that in a second. I sat down. I said, how was your experience? He goes, man, that was fun. That was just fun. You told me I'd go through a lot of twenty-two ammunition, and I did. And I and I looked at him. I said, "You just said the word I needed to hear you say." Based on the conversation we probably had two or three months ago, where he didn't understand why people needed that platform mm -hmm. in any in anything. And you know, when he said the word "fun," it, it sparked something in my mind. I said, "Well, I'm not going to say the name, but I, I'm going to give that to you. This is now yours." He goes, what? I said, that was my very first one that I bought for myself. I'm gifting it to you. I want you to take it to your property. You know, you know, you've got everything to handle it safely. And that's now going to be, you know, that's my gift to you because the word fun is what I needed to hear out of your mouth. And I know your family personally for over 20 years. That was an amazing way to pass on because he never owned a gun before. Mm. That was saying that, you know, so it was one of those things. Well, he, he well, I'll take that back. He'd owned some pistols and stuff, and they shot some stuff on the property they owned, but he'd never owned an AR platform gun before. Okay. So I um, sent him on his way, and it's the happiest he could be. And to use the word fun, and there's a lot more to it with our Second Amendment to be able to, you know, we have the right to hunt, we have the right to protect ourselves, but there, there's the fun part that is not ever talked about. And when he used those words, it just... It made my entire day, and I'm, I'm actually glad I got to tell the story. I wish I could tell more, but some of these people, I, you know, they're in the public interest, and they just have to be that way. So, but yeah, it, it's yeah. a wonderful. Uh, so, the very first one I bought on my own from um, Hoover Tactical has now moved on to somebody else in the in the in the Hoover area. So it's kind of neat how you just, you know, you spread the you spread the um, Second Amendment through different ways, and that was my way to spread it just two months ago. So, awesome, awesome, and then so, now. Now, from there, you, you kind of started because, like, don't get me wrong, I got an MP 1522. It's a great little rifle. Yes. Yeah. 
but you also have some guns that are worth like 10 of those at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but, I started collecting. Let me get back into my, the story real quick because I do get off pace and I, I apologize, John. You just have no, to not me a get problem. back on track. From <laughs> but when I started collecting calibers, I. You know, you gotta keep in mind. I didn't know anything about it. So when I when I bought a when I bought a caliber gun, I let's start going to the nine millimeter category. I, I think that was the first pistol I bought. Um, I also bought reloading stuff for it, going to reel to reload. So I taught myself how to reload on YouTube. I remember the very first bullet. I reloaded. I had a, it was funny. I had like an apron on from work or something. I said, that's here in my gun room doing it. And I go tell Sherry, look what I made. <laughs> look what I made. I made, I made a bullet. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> I mean, I was so excited about it. Cause you know, I, I taught myself how to do all that. And through, um, just simply in, investing the time myself to do it. Cause it was a new, you know, a new thing that I was getting into. And when I get into something, which we'll talk about a little bit, I'm into it a hundred percent. So collecting guns became expensive because I wasn't just buying the guns. I was buying the, um, the, 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 the dyes, (laughs) the, the, um, the powder, the primers, the, the projectiles. I mean, I could show you around the corner of my gun room, but I have to send you a picture. But that, that's a whole reloading area that I haven't touched in probably five years now because <laughs> I don't have time. But it's a, it's it. When I got into something, I got into it a hundred percent. And then through doing all that, um, I'm working at the lab, and I took a prescription lab at this time. And you know, we were under a different the presidency back then and a lot of people were buying land a lot of stuff was going crazy with politics that i wasn't really aware of but we're, i was talking to my best friend and, and a guy from work i said we need to you know look at investing in some in some property and we you know we looked around i told i told lane my business partner i said we need to find a place that is at least two hours from a, a two-hour drive you know i'd like to have you know water um electricity and if it has a if it has a a, a, um, a a building or a house, that's great. But if not, we if we've got that if we got electricity and water, we can build and do anything we want to do. And then put it out there. And then um, I didn't think much about it. And all of a sudden, Lane called me up about probably I don't know three or four weeks later. And you know, he said, "Hey, I think I found a place in, in Millport, Alabama." I went out there and um, I, ca- I called the number and it was um, a guy named John Coates who I bought the property from. Then we became friends and just hung out because I, I build relationships with pretty much everybody I run into. And he used it as hunting property and everything else. And it was 240 acres when we looked at it. And um, we put all the numbers together and um, we ended up buying the property in um, March of 2013. So you see how fast it's moved. From October 2011 <laughs> to March of 2013, when I jump into something, you know, keep in mind, I didn't own anything firearm related uh-huh. at all up until October of 2011. So when it started kicking in, it was kicking in. Yeah. And, and when we bought it, I said, hey, you know, I've been in retail world for a long time. I know a lot of people out there. I'm working at State Farm. Well, I was working at State Farm before I met a lot of executives. I said, I could probably set something up and we could you know, get this place done right and, and rent out some hunts and help pay for the place. And that's his, that's how that kind of got started with Triple Forks Hunting. So, and then with Triple Forks Hunting was another story where 
I'm out there, you know, I remember where I was, but I was on, I was on one of the green fields hunting one day and I was just had regular, you know, clear lenses on cause I've always wore glasses. And I said, I told, I think Lane might've been sitting with me or it might've been Danny at the time. And I said, I've got to find something to be able to see, you know, pick up antlers better because we're, we're hunting on some, on some gas lines that when we bought the place and they have a lot of green fields built, but I was hunting on, and you know, gas lines, you know, 50 to 60 yards wide sometimes. But my point being is if you're like this, looking at the binoculars and you're looking down, you know, 400 yards away, I think 465 is max on one of the gas lines. You look at this far away. All of a sudden you go, uh Oh, yep. There's antlers. Then you come down and go get your rifle and come back up. You're seeing the rear end of the deer because they're not, they're smart. They're not sticking. They're not hanging out a long time on the gas line because they keep losing their cousins that way. It doesn't work out. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, and so I went back to the lab and, you know, and started creating a lens for me to hunt with. And after, you know, 60 to 70 different variations of yellow and gold and everything else in between, we came up with a, with a formula because it didn't have a name when I first created it. No, mm-hmm. no name at all. Just something I made for myself. This is all about just, this is for me, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. <laughs> right, I got right. access to it. I got access to a lab. I'm walking to the lab, making Marcus, the lab manager, mad all the time. I'm like, no, this isn't working here. Do something else. And, you know, Sherry's like, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm like, this, I, I'm playing mad scientist right now. Let me figure this out. And I started looking, you know, trying to figure things out. I started learning more about lenses that I even thought was possible during this time. So I started looking at, you know, of course, you've heard me talk about plastic lenses. You've heard me talk about polycarbonate that everybody knows about. Then I found this material called Trivex, and then the Trivex allows 43% more light to pass through the lens than clear polycarbonate. So I was like, okay, the base material is going to be Trivex, and that was my whole thing from the get-go because it was the best material to put a, to put optics into for my prescription. Mm-hmm. And then we, I you know, went through the whole process, and you know, like I said, there's um. There's probably nicks on the wall where Marcus is counting down how many days it has before he's going to take me out because I frustrated him a lot. and He put up a lot of patience working with me because I don't know how to dial lenses. It was one of those things. I'm having to go to somebody else for help, but, you know, I'm I'm, I'm instructing them. I, I need this for this. and it's No, it's not this. It's not that. Then I go out for the weekend and hang out at the, at the, at the camp and do everything there and come back like, no, this ain't it. So I'd get four or five more pair. You know, made up that week and take all of them out there the next weekend and doing all this different things. No, I don't like that. And this and we finally figured it out. And I got it right after about probably about two or three months. Really, it took a while. It mm-hmm. took a while because we were working with different bases. You know, you've heard me talk about Hunter's HD Gold that can be used um, indoors and outdoors, and then go back indoors. You don't have to take them off. And the reason we did that is because in the shooting house. You know, it's already covered, and there's could be light coming in from the light and everything else. But when the sun was coming in from the shooting house, the gray base photochromic was too dark mm-hmm. inside the shooting house. So the brown base that Hunter's HD Gold is made with allowed that extra light. I'm like going, okay, I can still see. So, so much. Uh, the, uh, I should have took notes, and I should have done a. That's, that's a whole nother story <laughs> that could be a whole nother podcast about all that stuff because. Well, we, you know, it's just crazy. 
when you see you know there's that's that brings up an interesting point um every person i think feels that uh, their life is interesting enough to have a uh a film crew follow them around because oh man if, if, that was that was a great moment and everyone would everyone in the world would have loved to see that moment and f- so in reality like me uh i i do it more for selfish reasons i think i was funny as hell in that moment i wish someone got that on camera right <laughs> but i always said and i i actually there's you know how when like sometimes you you place a bet on something and then like down the road you realize just how wrong you were. So I there is a video out there on the internet of me shooting my very first handgun ever. Unfortunately, wow. that video was on MySpace, which no longer oh, exists. It was I can't <laughs> I can't get it anymore. So yep. but if if I would have known how much firearms was going to change my world, like it right. it, it, it wasn't just like a, okay yeah now I'm a gun owner it it's what I do now, um, right? Man, I would have I would have hired a film crew to come out there and film that day for me so that I could have had a better memory and recollection of it. I understand it because it had been it had been a great show of drama with me and Marcus and everybody fighting at the lab. That'd have been good stuff for TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so you got this lens developed. You you got it to where you like it, and then yes, you, you, so you got this hunting property now, and then now you've got some yep. firearms. Now, how how yep. do we go from okay, this is just the lens that Brian likes, and it's all me, mine, and no one else can have it, to what you do now, which is um, you you can't really walk through not just a national event, you can't walk through a gun range that is hosting a USPSA event without having someone on a squad, like each squad will have someone that's probably got a pair of your lenses in them. So well, let's talk about that. I, I appreciate that. Cause I remember the first time I went to a USPSA, no, excuse me, a steel challenge match. And I remember, you know, having sponsored the, um, rangestore.net, you know, steel target paint shooting team. That was that's what kind of got all this started, which we'll get into in a second. But I just want to talk about what you just made a comment about. And I remember there was all the steel target paint shooting team all stayed together on one squad. And, you know, and I was talking to Larry, you know, who owns steel target paint. I was like going, why don't I said, why do you want everybody shooting together for the same team? That makes no sense to me marketing wise, because everybody's here. They're their own little group. But if you took you know, these 12 people and put them on the eight different stages. And there's everybody talking about your brand and there's everybody seeing my lenses. <laughs> and he yeah. goes, well, that's not a bad idea, but everybody just kind of likes to shoot together. I said, well, I don't care what they like. This is a business. <laughs> and, and Larry's, Larry's like, well, yeah, but I don't want to upset anybody. I was like, okay, Larry, I'm just telling you, man. But I remember going from seeing everything in one squad, just like you said. And I remember the day, um, it was a USPSA match. I don't remember the match, but I remember I was at the range and I watched and at least when I, I, I knew, I was like, I got it because I had one person wearing Hunter's HD Gold in every single squad early on. And that was a long, that was back in, Probably 2018 when that happened. But I remember it vividly because I was like, oh, wow, everybody, you know, somebody's, you know, wearing Hunter's HG Gold in every, in every, in every um, squad. 
And then it happened the same thing. And um, when it happened in USPSA, that was a really cool thing. But how did we get there? And, you know, Lane Evans, my business partner, was wearing Hunter's HD Gold at the cabin. He says, man, you've really, you know, he, you know he, he, he had a prescription as well. He says, man, you're really on to something with this. This would be cool for like a hunting lens or something like that to get in the hunting market. I was like, no, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't, you know, that's, doesn't, I don't, that doesn't interest me. They just they shot it down pretty quick. And then, um, dummy, you know, we put some, <laughs> we put, what's that? As, yeah. Dummy. That's, that's what you're yeah, saying exactly. to yourself now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't think there was a market. I didn't think there was a market for that. And then we, you know, Lane says, we ought to put some of these up at the, at the cabin when people come to hunt. And they can, you know, use them here as just another tool because I was working with Star Arms back then. And a guy named um, Jake Kaiser was um, working there. And he was um, he was very helpful in getting Triple Forks going. He, he'd, he'd, he put demos out there of Star, you know, rifles to shoot, uh, which are some of the ones I still hunt with today um, that I bought. And... You know, it was pretty neat because we had a place out there because Steyr was in a situation where they wanted to somebody come in town from another state to get their gun. They had a place to go take them to hunt if they wanted to. So it was just one of those contacts that I'd made, you know, through, you know, looking when I started getting interested in firearms, I start, I found out that Star Arms was made in, you know, over in Bessemer, Alabama. And I was like going, hmm, all right, that's cool. So I went and knocked on the door one day and they're, they're not open to the public, but I'm still going in. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's another story about that in a second, but I met Jake who was real big in sales and we hit it right off. He's a great young gentleman that um, is doing well today. He's still in the industry of different things, but um, it's one of those things where, you know, I remember him having, these star arms used to have, you know, open house, you know, an advertised open house. Mm-hmm. And they'd have people come in from all over and they do it through a Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, he had told me a long time ago, this back in 2016, before anything really got started, Hey, we're doing an open house. You ought to bring some of your lenses in here and let people look at them. I was like, all right. And I put, I didn't have a name or anything. It's just, but I did some stuff there with him. And then you might've heard the story on the other podcast, but there was a, we were having a lake built at um, triple forks hunting. And, the gentleman was out there on a bulldozer, you know, moving dirt around. And I'm, I'm all into it because I pretty much take it on my weekend to go from being in retail management to learning to about, you know, I'm going to learn how to farm and do this other stuff. Now, this is kind of cool. So I just, I'm all in. Yep. <laughs> so this is where, this is where I'm at on the weekends again. I'm out, I'm out here working. I'm on a tractor doing something, but this guy was moving dirt around for, because we're building a lake. And, um, he came to me and goes, Hey, I need some more of this wasp spray. It looks like it's made up in Pelham. I was like, all right. He threw it to me and I looked at it and it was just wasp spray. I was like, okay, Pelham, that's, that's in my neighborhood. I'll look it up. I'll, I'll be back in the office on Monday and I'll go, I'll go check it out. So, um, Monday I went and, you know, looked at the paint can, got the address. I was like, dang, that's only one exit down from me off the interstate. That's not far. So I went by there and knocked on the door again, not open to the public, had to be buzzed in. And it was a company called Rainbow Technologies. And, I went in there with this and ladies at the front desk, like, you know, who are you here to see? And I was like, no, I'm here to buy this, you know, Wasprey. My, my guy building me a lake needs it. He goes, she goes, well, we don't really sell to the public. I was like, well, okay, just tell me how I can go buy it. And they're like, well, we only really sell to, you know, Alabama Power, Bell South Mobility, all these major companies. I'm like, okay, cool. 
tell me how I can go back. She's like, hold on a second. So she went back in the back and, and grabbed this guy out of Rainbow Technologies. This big guy comes out of the back with a beard and everything else. I'm looking at all, I can help you. I'm like going, yep, I just need some wash spray. I'm not, I'm not going to be a problem. <laughs> and he's like, well, we don't sell to the public, but let me give you a website to go to, blah, 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 blah. And, and I, I'll be on my merry way. I was like, Fair enough. That's all I need. I can I order online, not a problem at all. And um, I left one of my cards for a triple fork signing. So I said, thank you so much. You know, if you need any help with anything, let me know. And there's my card. And that's how it went. So I think about, this is on a Monday. So I'm thinking, might have been a not even a week. You know, I get this phone call just out of the blue. And it's um, Larry Joe Steely Jr., who owns, who owns, is one of the owners of Rainbow technologies he goes hey i just my marketing guy just put your card on my desk and said that somebody you know you tried to come by and buy some you know um wash spray i was like yeah i'm just need some wash spray blah blah he did you order it i said yeah i've already ordered it he goes i don't know why he didn't call me we could have figured out something there i said no it's no big deal i don't mind and um so basically i got you know he, he i see you got some hunting property I'm like yeah sure do and sure enough, he we talked about it, and he booked a hunt for him, his other his brother, who's also owns a company, and one of their nephews, and they all came out to Triple Forks hunting, and um, he saw the he saw the lenses there and started asking about it and everything else, and didn't do anything out because he had a prescription, so he never wore them from the very beginning. He just started asking questions, but he asked me a question because we we became friends. So there, that's going to be a reoccurring thing. I make a lot of friends. Everybody I meet, it's just I build relationships. My my dad has always taught me, you know, when you meet somebody, you know, just see what doors are open because you can always open every single door and go in. And if you don't like it, turn around and get out. So it's right. not a big deal to open that door. So I build relationships with everybody just for this habit. I love, I love knowing about people, but he asked me one day, we were talking on the phone or something after the hunt, I had a great time hunting and everything else. And I was telling him my story about how I bought the property, which was entertaining itself because I have never done anything. And he's a, he was a big gun guy. And he goes, you ever shot, you know, cowboy action shooting? I'm like, no, what is that? And he goes, well, they do it up here at Brock's Gap. It's something where you'll have a lever action, two pistols and a shotgun. It's all cowboy. You dress up as cowboy. I'm in. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, you know, I said, what do I need to get started? And he told me, we well, need to get a lever action, blah, 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 some some pistols and everything else. So I, I said, I, I was, I'm like, all right, good. I needed another reason to go buy some guns. And, um, I bought a, um, this is funny because I bought a Navy Arms Winchester 1873 um, lever action, 38 special. And I called Larry and told him I'm my ball. And he goes, what are you talking about? He goes, you just like bought the most expensive lever action gun there is. It's, that's a wall hanger. I said, no, ain't nothing I got as a wall hanger. So it was $2,499, you know, for this Navy arms, you know, Turnbull hardening octagon barrel. It's like, it's already got, it's already short stroked for competition, but it's not supposed to be. And I, he goes, what do you, you got your revolvers yet? And I was like, no. He goes, well, go ahead and get you a, a, a Ruger Vaqueros. You know, they got a kit out there you can buy. There's, you know, serial numbers are right there next to each other. And then send them to me and we'll send them off to this guy. I think it is Ohio or so. I don't know. I bought the guns, gave them to him. He sent them off, came back, you know, $1,500 later on top of the guns. They're, you know, 
tuned. <laughs> They've got everything done to them. He goes, you know, he goes, well, I've got to, you know, get a Stoger, you know, double barrel shotgun or you can get a single pump. I said, no, I want a double barrel, you know, stagecoach gun. And I, I gave it to him and we had a guy named Double Nickel who did the work on it. That's his, his that's his alias in, in cowboy world is Double Nickel. I couldn't tell you his real name. And um, he he made it where, because they take the ejector out. So when you pop the the, the, the um, breech, you know, shells automatically come out. Right. But they have to take that breech out. So you, they and they hold it out, and they we, we got to take the shells out like this. You got that one moving action. So you can't have anything that wasn't done back in the period of those days. Ah, okay. So a lot of work had to be done, all this stuff, besides the um, lever action. It's still in pristine condition. <laughs> and so I show up to the first match, and, um, you know, it's like – I, I became everybody's friend because everybody wanted to see what the Navy Arms Winchester 1873 looked like in person because they'd never seen one. <laughs> and I had these, I got, you know, I shot, I did this. I had a blast. I, I bought a, I bought a new reloading press that I've still got in the other side of the gun room here that, that all it does is 38 special. I learned all about how my Winchester took, you know, was better because it has light strike. It did better with Winchester primers. My Ruger Vaqueros did better with CCI primers. Started learning all about, you know, because I was reloading everything on my own stuff. I learned about Trail Boss that, you know, is the reloading powder, little donuts. I was, I was all into it. I just had a blast. And um, my alias was, um, Larry goes, we got to get you an alias and everything. And I said, came back and I said, light bender. <laughs> so that's still my alias today. And that's funny to say that. That's where I'm going this weekend, I'm going to Arizona for the end of trail um, in north of Phoenix at Ben Avery Range, where there's going to be seven, eight hundred cowboy shooters um, next week. I'll be at. Mm, so. <laughs> okay. Now, are you competing in but, it, or are you just there to? to... No, I'm, I'm there to make money because they're all older and need prescriptions. <laughs> <laughs> good, but, good. You know, I made a lot. Of, I made a lot of fun stuff when I was doing cowboy for the first time because I didn't think anything about it. And I was making lenses. I went I went online on eBay and Amazon, and I started buying all these eighteen hundred, you know, period specific frames. And I was mm. making lenses for them and all this stuff. And everybody's like, "Man, where are you? What are you doing here?" And I was like, "Well, I make lenses for a living." So I started making lenses for them in the Hunter's HD Gold, but it didn't have a name yet. There's still no name for the brand yet. Back and all this is going on. It's just a lens that I make. I own an optical lab with my wife. It's just something I have access to do. And I started making lenses for people that were shooting cowboy. Didn't think anything about it. Just I'm, I'm just trying to help, you know, help them. And, and, you know, they loved it. So they loved it. So I'm still shooting. I shot cowboy action shooting for about six, nine months back in, um, you know, that was it. Because everything just changed pretty quick. Because Larry called me up. He disappeared for about, well, let me back up one sentence. We were at the, we were at the range one day. And he was looking at... Um, the steel targets and, the, and he says, man, I, I need to, des I can design a paint for these steel targets. You know, that's better. I know I could do better than that. You need to do something with these lenses one day. And I'm like going, whatever, Larry, <laughs> All right, no big deal. No, no big. So, and, 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 and that was one of our last conversations. I didn't talk to him for about three or four months. So needless to say, he calls me up and goes, Hey, I'm putting a shooting team together. I'm like, and cowboy, what are you talking about? He goes, no, no, no. I found this whole new sport um, called Steel Challenge. I was like, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> so he had explained it all to me about rimfire and all this other stuff he was doing and had a blast. He was putting a shooting team together. And he goes, well, I need you to, I need, I need to get a, a name I'm, I'm gonna, and a logo so we can put you on the jersey. I was like going, whoa, I don't have any of that. I don't know, <laughs> I don't have a name yet. He goes, well, you've got about, you know, you know, two weeks. <laughs> I said, I'm going to need some help here. And, you know, we, and I went back, he, he, his marketing director at Rainbow Technologies is the one that sat down with me and we actually designed the Hunter's HD Gold logo. Now, let me back up real quick. I went home that night and just freaked out because I started telling Sherry, I said, I don't have a name for this. She goes, well, figure it out. And I said, well, just make it out. But Hunter's, because it's a hunting lens, um, gold, because it was a gold lens, but Hunter's Gold was already taken on the on the website for a deer supplement company. I was like, damn it. I like that name. Hunter's Gold sounded really good. I like that, you know. And mm -hmm. I started doing more research. And Sherry's like, well, just put something in between it and, that, and, and do it differently. I was like, okay. Well, we are using a high-definition generator, HD. <laughs> That's where the HD came from. So Hunter's HD Gold pretty much took me about two or three days to come up with a name. Hmm. And then I went to went back to the marketing director that Larry gave me access to because he was a graphic designer and all this stuff right there. And, and I told him, I said, I said, I really like, he goes, what do you want in your logo? And I've been in marketing my entire life in retail management. And I said, well, I like logos that have hidden stuff in them. Like, you know, like FedEx with the arrow, like Tostitos with the people eating. You know, I can tell you all of them because I, you know, I, I love all the logos. So we, we designed a logo that had the, you know, the very first logo had hunters spelled out, the H and D in the middle, and the gold, where the, the, the D was the end of gold. This right here. You know, the, the hunters HD right there. I, I'm, 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 and we designed the lenses that would change from the light golden color to the dark golden brown. They didn't have the tagline on it yet. They changed so you don't have to. That's why I hid that at the bottom. But that's a logo we actually came up with in about three days. Okay. And that logo stuck, but the problem was, I was you know, and it, we didn't change it for a couple of years because I didn't have any. I was all by myself. I didn't have I didn't have a support staff like I do today, and it was always you know everybody's calling it Hunter's Gold and you know <laughs> Hunter's H. You know they they didn't know the HD was in the middle. It was hidden. I did a good job. Oh, yeah. It was really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody called it Hunter's HD forever or no Hunter's Gold forever, you know because or Gold Hunters. They did, it was all over the place because nobody realized it was the way you're supposed to read in order, <laughs> but it, right. was, it was just hidden in the middle with the H and the D. And, um, that's when I started, I found out about still challenge and he, I said, what is this going to cost me? You know, to, to sponsor your team. I don't have this kind of budget. I don't want to go to Sherry with this shit. Cause you know, margins are good in optical world, but they're not, you know, great to have a lot of extra income coming in just to be able to dump stuff into a whole new program. He goes, no, no, I just, I got like eight people, I did, if you if you'll just supply them with eyewear, then um, we'll put your name on the logo and and and, the, and put your logo and everything on the jersey. I'm like going, all right, that's good because I, I figured it all out and that's how it all got started in in, in the competitive shooting world. And um, that was in 2017, 1617. Again, it all happened pretty quick. And then I went to my very first match in late 17. It was a Rimfire Challenge Shooting Association's World Championships that Michael Bain was a part of back in the day and that he had bought from the NSFF. And I went there to that event, and that's where I met 
that was my first one to go to in late, you know, I think late October, something like that. I don't remember when it was, but it's in North Alabama. So it was, a, it was just a day drive because I still wasn't doing anything in the shooting sports. And I met Michael Bain and I met Brian Hacker with Tandem Cross. And I went to Michael and I, I saw Brian had his setup where, you know, he's doing his thing. They're over there doing a service, putting, you know, parts on guns with Tandem Cross, rimfire and all that other stuff. And I was like, well, this is pretty cool. This, I can, you know, this is neat. And I talked to Brian and he had said, you know, we'd met. And he says, oh, I'd heard about your lenses and everything else. And, you know, talked about it. And I said, well, I mean, how many matches you go to, you know, a year? And he'd said probably, you know, four or five or something like that he was doing. And I talked to Michael Bain and I, you know, I told him about, hey, if I did something like this, you know, would you help me out with matches to go to? And Michael, you know, I, you know, he was very nice in the very beginning and um, we're still good friends today. Um, he taught me where to go to. So that's why, you know, I think one of the matches I ended up in, um, in 2018, which was not a steel challenge match was the, um, PCC world championships that happened one time at Lucas oil range. Mm. And I, I was there because of that. And, um, but I, I think I had seven matches that were initially on the schedule in 2018, to go to. And I think I ended up doing like 20, <laughs> 20 or 25 matches. Cause I had a blast and I was able to educate. Cause when I was going out, Sherry goes, what are you going to do? I was like, well, I've gone out with this product and let people try it. She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, based on how we're selling it, cause I figured out the MSRP, what it was going to be to be able to be in a situation to be, um, profitable and it was, it was and, I, I, and, and a lot of people ask me about the pricing I'm glad I get a chance to talk about that I wanted to price Hunter's HD Gold like the top of the line Costa lens or a medium high end grade of Maui Gems let me tell you why and, I'll, and another thing about it because people ask all the time is Hunter's HD Gold polarized and I'm like no they took away from the optics and that market the fishing market is already enveloped by the two companies I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to be in a situation about the price point of, of if you think of Maui Jim, you think of Costa, you know, you think those are the two premier brands. And all the, those Maui Jim is the best polarized lens on the market, hands down, bar none. And we use the exact same generators to make lenses as they do. So I've got the same quality. I just don't make glass. But that, mm. you know, they're hands down, they're the best polarized lenses. So if I can price Hunter's HD Go with or without a prescription at that 375 mark, I knew on the prescription side was going to be a no brainer because their prescriptions get up to 600 to to $1,000 just that quick. Right. But it, it costs me the same to grind a lens in prescription as it does non prescription because it's just a change of the formula. But there's no extra cost there. But people market the doctors market up, and I, like I said before, I'm a wholesale optical lab. We're selling what you know. I've had doctors contact me, go, "Hey, I'd like to carry Hunter's HD Gold in my office." I'm like, "Going, you're not going to make any money." And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I'm selling it to the customer for the same price you're buying it to me from." They're like, "Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> never mind." <laughs> right. So I'm wholesale direct, and I've had a lot of optometrists that are shooters as well come to me and say what gave you this idea to do this? And I'm like going, well, I'll be blunt with you, but 
if you were doing your job behind the chair, asking them what their lifestyle is, besides just trying to get them in and out on the eye exams, I wouldn't be here right now because this, <laughs> this technology could have been figured out a long time ago if there was a need for it. But when you go to your eye doctor by eye exam, they're trying to get you in and out as quick because the insurance is so controlling of what they can spend or not spend. And people aren't thinking about buying a second or third pair. And that's one right. thing, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm a retail guy and it, it, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of doctor's offices aren't set up that way. So with all that happening, that was my price point because I had polarized lenses have one feature. They're polarized. <laughs> Hunter's HD gold has like five or six features and you can do so much more for you than, right. than, than a polarized lens. So that's where I came up with the pricing on that. But it's been all just crazy ever since because my first USPSA match was the Mississippi Classic in 2018. I, when, that, when I saw people running and running with guns for the first time, I was blown away. <laughs> because yeah. that was, I was like, Oh, this is not good. Because <laughs> you remember, I, I'm still just a hunter slash, you know, still challenge, whatever. That's all I'm used to. Cowboy moving from one window to another, but we're not we're not running full sprint, no. <laughs> or falling, or tripping, or <laughs> exactly. So that was a whole other game. And when I got involved with USPSA, that was the light bulb going off of going, okay, this is something that is bigger that can be bigger than me and this is something that can help the, a lot a lot of people now so and that's where i'm at now and we keep growing every year now let's let's talk about helping people here so so um you know obviously you've got the gold lenses which you're wearing right now yes. and so let's talk a little bit about some of the the lenses and and what makes them different and what make what are the pros and cons to them because like i i know what they are because i've put them on yes. and and i know like you're what you'll explain is always, you know, uh, there's always variation. Not every person sees the same way. Not every, you know, everyone's different, all kind of stuff. But that's correct. Um, so let's start with the goal, since that's the that's the flagship. Um, yep. What is it that you found that the gold lenses provide the best um, results for, depending on what you're well, looking for? For the original thing they were created for in the hunting world, they give you 30 minutes more light in the morning. 30 minutes more light in the evening to hunt because in the state of Alabama, hunting hours were defined by 30 hour, 30 minutes before sunrise, 30 minutes after sunset. Yeah, That's when the animals moved the most. These lenses work for that. Now, remember the, the scenario I gave you earlier, if people are still listening to my voice is <laughs> when you're going from binoculars to rifle, you know, to, 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 to everything you have to be, you have to acquire your target faster. These Hunter's HD gold lenses allow you to see antlers up to 200 yards better. So I went from looking out the window of the shooting house and seeing, yep, there's a deer straight to my gun, skipping the binoculars. Mm, okay. in, my, in my situation, I needed that extra, you know, two or three seconds because the deer is going to be moving. So being able to identify antlers quicker. Now, one thing we noticed also on turkey feathers that scared me when that first happened because I was in hardwoods and we saw some turkeys and turkey feathers have an iridescent color to them on their tail feathers anyway. Uh -huh. But these gave them like a glow that was different in the hardwoods and it made them really easy to see. And when that happened, I called the um, game wardens, the um, Darren Clifton, um, a game warden who's retired now in Lamar County, Alabama. And I said, Hey, I need some of you and your guys to come by. I need you to try out this lens 
and make sure what I've got here is legal. Because I was, you know, being a brand new landowner, being a brand new hunter, I was up on everything. And I did not want any reason to have something I made a, might have made for myself get me a ticket. Right. Because <laughs> that's... If I'm getting a ticket, it's for speeding. It's not something for <laughs> something stupid. But <laughs> my point being is, is we had some game wardens that came and tried it out, and they all loved it. And some of the game wardens in Lamar County still wear them today. So that that so the hunting side of it, that's what we saw. Okay. On the cowboy action side, you know, yeah, you see your targets faster, but the targets are already seven to ten yards away, or seven, you know, seven feet to 10 yards away there's not a lot of you know in cowboy action shooting you're shooting right there it's, the target in front of you but what they did do because when i first started doing this and i told sherry i think i've got something here um sherry being the business owner she is she goes where's our liability i'm like going what you talking about <laughs> <laughs> she goes if there's if somebody's shooting something and they, they and they get hurt where's our liability I said, I don't know, <laughs> but I didn't stop there. But two days later, I went to her and I said, I figured it out. She's like, what'd you figure out? I said, we're going to make all Hunter's HD, when, you know, it was Hunter's HD Gold then, because the area's around. We're going to make all the Hunter's HD Gold lenses with safety frames. And the lenses are all going to be ANSI standard, you know, 2015 standards at the time. Because back when I first started, OSHA standards were only 2003, and I made it OSHA standards 2015. So I went through that process, got all my OSHA certifications. And she says, once you get all your OSHA certifications, then you got my blessing. So I got that done, got OSHA certifications up now to 2020 standards, and there's, and OSHA only requires still 20, 2003 standards on ANSI ratings for lenses. Hmm. So... When you when Hunter's HD Gold first started out, it was a big, you know, thing to get over because I didn't realize there was so much vanity <laughs> in the shooting sports. You know, I didn't meet I didn't meet you early on. If I'd have met you first, I'd have figured it out. But I didn't meet you till later on in my life. But all the safety frames I was using to begin with, you know, they're not meant to be pretty. They're meant to be functional. And protect your eyes. They, and they do this, come. They do tend to come across a little birth control goggleish looking sometimes. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know, even Sherry told me she goes, "I love everything you're doing, but your frames are god ugly." I said, <laughs> "You're the one that told me where's the liability at." So this is your fault. <laughs> so that's right. Okay, we now we know who to blame. Exactly, but through the process of doing this, I got to work with some other companies that are making safety frames. And now I've got safety frame companies actually listening to me on what is needed, you know, to do it because we've done a lot of changes since 2018 to where we're at today with our frames. A lot. Done a lot of changes Yes, because we realized, you know, we did some testing. We did some live wearer testing and nobody knew it, but you know, I, I used to go to matches and you might've saw me at nationals one time, you, you know, People who came by and registered, you know, on the iPad, I give away a free pair at nationals. I'd stand up in front up there, you know, with Mike and draw a name real quick and say, here's your, you know, and here's your free pair. Have a good day. But that free pair wasn't a, needless to say, a safety frame, but it had the same safety thickness in the lenses. Cause I can't, you know, and it didn't have the NZ markings on them. So mm. we did a lot, we gave away a lot of pairs of frames 
using different, like what I'm wearing now. This is a Maui Gym frame, <laughs> but it's got the, the lenses are the safety thickness that it needs to be for protection. It just don't have the ANSI markings in the top corner because the frame don't say Z87 on the inside. So you can't put ANSI markings on the lens unless the frame says Z87 plus like it does, like you see. So a lot of, like I said, I've learned more about so much stuff. I could, I could nerd out, go into all kinds of things, but um, it's just been an amazing what's been happening, you know, where all that's going to from the start to where we are now. So, yeah. Now, so, so what is it that you've heard shooters say uh, are oh, yeah. the benefits of the gold? Yes. Steel challenge. When it first got started, people were seeing the edge of the t edge of the steel targets better. And that was helping them see their hits so they could move faster. So, and steel challenge is where it all got started at. And people were able to see, you know, on an edge hit on a, on a steel plate, I became an RO as well <laughs> because I want to learn more about the sport. But if you skim up, you hit a plate on the side in steel challenge. If you can go to the plate and see that marking, that's considered a hit. Right. And in steel challenge, you go, you know, if you go bing, 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 and they say, you know, missed one, you're allowed to stop at that point, you know, make your gun safe and walk out there and look at the target and still challenge. And if there's an edge hit, then that's a hit. We go back to like we're doing it and they don't, you don't have a miss. So it was, I was allowing people to see the targets more clearly in steel challenge against every kind of whatever the background of the berm was made of. Mm -hmm. The contrast was incredible. So the contrast and everything was just a home run to be able to see the steel targets. Um, when I started, when I'm, did world speed shoot one time there was um Brain, blaine and bryce dupuy out of mississippi um they they were shooting steel challenge but they also were shooting uspsa but i didn't really you know see them in any matches they got a pair from me um barrett their father bought bought them a pair at, at one of the matches i was at and they had all this feedback about being able to see the perfs in the paper better on the brown cardboard targets and i was like hmm that's kind of, that's kind of neat because I didn't know what that was or meant, but I just said, okay, good deal. And then when I went to the Mississippi classic for the first time, I was, do, I do demo days everywhere I go. So people can try it before they make a decision on it. Um, you know, people were saying the same thing. They could see the perfs in the paper so they could see their A's, their A hits. They could see if it's a C hit or worst case, they could see their mics. You know, they could see what they're shooting at a lot better at different distances. So it gave them that contrast as well. And if you can see the perfs in the A zone, that helps you, you know, being target focused. If you're target focused to be able to, to zone in on that a lot more. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of cool. And then, and the, you know, so that's where the gold is. We talked long, long story to get around to that. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's the gold lens and those, um, you know, uh, uh, interesting fact about me. I learned very quickly, uh, about, putting your name behind a product that you don't believe in, right? Like I've, I've seen shooters that have logos on their jerseys yet. They don't actually use the company's product. They just put the logo, like they think whether or not it's, oh, it's, it's a cool factor. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like putting a sticker on your car gives you two more horsepower. No, it doesn't. It just, you know, no. whatever. Um, People want to belong to a tribe. You know that yeah. Michael would say that a lot. Yep, so absolutely. that's why I feel that comment from him. And, 
so, and, you know, and, and also with my history, as far as like starting with a Glock and then when I wasn't winning nationals, I got upgrades and spent, you know, I, I bought a $500 gun and I then proceeded to put $1,500 worth of work into it and I still wasn't winning nationals. So I sold that and bought an STI Millennium Custom Infinity Hybrid gun and still wasn't winning nationals. And I found out very quickly that it's um, it's very much so the, the Indian, not the Arrow, right? Mm-hmm. And... uh <clears throat> So, so I kind of got over being a gear snob fairly quickly. You know, once I'd already bought all the expensive gear, it's time to get over it because right. it, you're still not winning. And, you know, when you first hit the scene, it was it was interesting because my mindset, not that I didn't like you. I thought you were great. You were an awesome dude, for sure. And I always love the companies that come out and support matches. But as far as the product went, I was just kind of like, it's just another lens. That was my mindset, right? Like, yeah. And then when I saw the pricing of it, I was like, whoa, it's just... <laughs> It's a very expensive lens. Like, you know, now I'll say this too. One of the other reasons I didn't necessarily look too much more into your company is because when I did see the frames, I was like, oh, I don't care if they're good. I don't want to wear those. (laughs) Right. Like, I'll I'll stick with my Oakleys. Oakleys are good. And that's, that was kind of like my my bread and butter. Um, You were able to make a believer out of me. And it was because you, you did something that a little bit of, selfishness from my side you you did it for the u.s shooting team that was going to go to the world shoot where you offered a pair of lenses and and i remember that we we hadn't really had too many interactions with one another i don't believe but you basically i was just walking past your booth one day uh i can't remember what nationals it was but you told me you were like hey you're gonna leave those frames with me after the match so i can make some lenses for you right and i was wearing my oakley flak jackets and uh, that was when i found out that you could make lenses for that was good. that was probably 2019 nationals. It's end of the year, and we had not officially rolled out custom yet. Uh, okay, yeah, because yeah, Cause I, I, knew, I didn't know you could do that. I knew in January of that in 2020 we were getting ready to roll out. You know, I've been planning this for a while. I don't I don't do anything without putting it to the ringer. But um, I was getting ready to roll out Hunter's HD Gold Custom because we've been testing it for a couple of years with frames that weren't safety frames. And, you know, and it's, and there are disclaimers on the website. If the frame, you know, if you get hit with something and the frame doesn't do the job to hold the lens right, that's not the lens responsibility. That's the frame, you know, is responsibility. Because if you choose not to wear a Z87 safety frame, that's your choice. Right. But right. I know the lenses are going to be fine. And we, we've proven that over and over again. Um, but, yes, it, it would probably at the end of 2019 Nationals. And we're okay. probably down in Florida. Because I spent two years in Florida a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all did. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it might have been there. Yeah, and I gave them to you. And then you you, you got the glasses back to me in a couple of weeks. And I remember... It been a couple of days, a couple of weeks. Whew, that was a long time. Uh, you're, you're actually... No, I think, I think it was about a week. Like, because I think it was, yeah, I got, I got them to you on a Sunday, but you were traveling back. So there was a little bit of travel yep. time. And then, so yeah, it was, it was probably by, by like the next week or something, but yeah, <laughs> either way, <laughs> either way I got, I got them back. And the first thing I did was I put them on and immediately like, Oh, like so much light. Oh, like, so to put your lens on, I feel like uh, it's important for people to know if you're going to try Brian's lenses here with Hunter's HD gold, you have to give a, like five to ten minutes it's exactly right especially if you're starting outside like if it's a bright sunny day and you're putting them on your face for the first time just know 
it's, yes. you're going to get a lot of visual information all at once because these lenses really do help. Uh, especially, especially if you're wearing dark polarized lenses, which a lot of people do before they realize there's more light coming to your eyes. I'll tell people all the time, you're wearing dark sunglasses. When you first put these on, you're going to be like, wow, just like you said, but there's no unhealthy light getting to your eyes. So it's going to be bright, but you're not going to be squinting is a big difference with a lot of people. And after about six or seven minutes, up to 10 minutes, like you just said, your eyes decompose and relax a little bit from the, all the stress of what you think is going on. And then every, the, the color goes away. You don't see a color anymore. Mm-hmm. It all becomes, and it all becomes clear contrast. And I can't explain it. I'm not a doctor, but I use a lot of medical dyes and it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, and, and so like I said, when I when I first put them on, it was like sensory overload visually for yes. me, right? Um, then I, I I did a test where I covered one lens up and I I put them outside for about five minutes, and then I got to see how dark they actually got, and like you know, they changed so you don't. I was just like, yeah, Brian, we'll fucking see, right? Like let's let's take a look. <laughs> and I remember when I looked at the lenses side by side, and I was like, wow, like they're pretty much sunglasses now like okay cool i can wear these outside in the range now so let me go ahead and, and give a test and i think i'm not going to say that your glasses made me a better shooter but the first match uh first nationals that i shot once i got your glasses back um was single stack nationals where i took third so it was my first oh, time wow. ever my first time ever being on the podium and it just happened to be after I'd gotten your glasses on my face and I was just like, oh, well, maybe maybe there is something to this. It's definitely not. The, I, I worked my butt off for sure. OK, don't get me wrong. But what I did find throughout that whole match was just the um, it, it felt like there was less visual strain. My eyes weren't as yes. tired at the yes. end of the day, even though everything seemed so much brighter. Um, That's exactly right. Um, so. But with with every all the technology you put into the lens, it blocks 100% UVA, 100% UVB, 100% blue light. It has a backside UV coating. So if you're if you're here shooting and the sun's behind you and you're getting reflective off the back of the lens, that's blocking UV. So you're not getting any unhealthy light to your eyes all day long. Yeah. And when you and that you have reduced eye strain. There's so much more it does for you than just the visual acuity that you get from it. You're exactly right. See, and then and then you know after we, so now you made me made a believer out of me. Then we start talking about some of the other aspects of it, like dark the dark time, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of sitting there like, well, I don't I don't shoot matches in the dark unless it's a night match, in which case. I run clears because I, you know, whatever. But or um, if you're in Alabama and the time changes, think yeah. on the last one. <laughs> right, right, for sure. And and, uh, and the people that were wearing hunters HD gold didn't have much of a problem like everybody else did. <laughs> well, and and I'll say this too. So, like I said, like I, I'm not, I don't back a product. I don't back a product unless it's it's something that I really do believe in. I do, I do right. see the value. And there's it, 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 you put up or you shut up, and you guys definitely put up. But there was another instance that happened where. I made Kelly, my girlfriend, a believer in your product, which was that, you know, once I moved out here to Missouri, uh, hunting is like what you do in the fall time. Like if you're not a hunter, you're kind of like the weird vegan dude that buys oat (laughs) milk, right? And (laughs) so we went out hunting one night 
together and I, I had my lenses on. She didn't. We were going out for an afternoon sit. And as the, the as the light's getting darker, uh, we start hearing leaves rustling in the ground. And she's we're both scanning for it. And she's wondering what it is. And I go, oh, it's a it's a possum. And she goes, how do you know? I go, well, I can I can see him. He's right over there. He's about 40 yards out, you know, walking, <laughs> walking across the ground there. And she looks and looks and looks, and she's like, I don't see anything. So I go, well, he, and hearing you talk about how it gives you more, so much more light, I take the glasses off my face, and I'm instantly like, holy shit, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> and I give them to her, and I go, try these real quick. And she puts them on, and she's like, as soon as she puts them on, I goes, oh, there he is. I was like, oh, holy crap. And now I can't see him. I, I know where he is, but now I can't see him anymore. So the fact that, yeah, absolutely. And then and then uh, there was actually one match. I, I went down south, shot a, a match here in Missouri. Uh, um, was the Ozark Classic, I think is what it was called. And so I drove down that morning. Like I left like 3 o'clock in the morning, drove down, shot the entire match in one day, and then I'm driving back up. And so it's you know, 11 midnight when I'm driving up into town and I actually stopped, pulled my car over, got into my gun bag and pulled the glasses out and put them on my face so I could keep driving in the nighttime because I was having such a hard time, uh, making out not necessarily the lines. It, the, I'm looking for the flashing eyes on the side of the That's road right. to keep That's me exactly from, right. from smashing yep. a deer. Right. Mm hmm. And as soon as I threw those on, with the help of the headlights, I actually noticed that I could where where I was originally seeing raccoons and you know stuff like that. I was actually getting to see them a little bit uh, further down the road than when I was when I wasn't wearing them. So yes, it's it was great that you were able to put your money where your mouth is and make the product that you did because it. I've found that it's helped me out not just in my shooting world, but in getting home safely when it's late at night and then the hunting side, you know, when, when lights getting dark, like I do see a whole lot more, um, with those, with those lenses on. So, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely back your, your saying about it because I, I am a true believer in the Hunter's HD gold lenses for sure. Thank you so much. They're, they're good for the golf course as well. Are they? See, I'm, I'm going to have yeah. to try that. See, I'm, I, yeah, they'll see. they'll help you. They'll help you see the curvatures and the greens a lot better on the golf course. It's weird. It's pretty cool. Well, so but the problem is that means it's going to also help me see the curvature in my ball flight, which is pretty significant. And I can see that. I can see that good enough without lenses. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I can I can finish 18 holes in nine shots because my ball just keeps flying to the next hole yeah. over every time I hit it. But. Exactly. <laughs> It's been a while since I've been on the golf course, but I remember those days well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right. So now we've got. Um, so that's the gold. Let's talk yes. about the ru the rubies real quick because that's a little bit different. Um, yep. I, and we learned very quickly. Here's here's a quick note: don't drive with the rubies <laughs> because every green light will look like it's just broken and not on. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that when I created the lens because I never wore it driving. Because um, you know, I had a lot of people coming to me the first two years saying i like this but i like this but in this situation but and some of those people were shotgunners and they wanted to have something that made their you know be able to stare at the sky more and granted hunters hd does great for contrast you're looking at burns but they're not designed for staring at the sky all day long either and they're not going to hurt you but you're not going to get that kind of contrast off the clouds 
like you are with, you know, against the berms. So, you know, I'm listening to people. I went to Aguila Cup um, in 2018 as well, <laughs> another one that Michael Bain sent me to go to, and that was a mixture of Rimfire Challenge, Shotgun, and everything. They only had it in, the, only had it in America one year. And that's when I, I ran into a lot of shotgunners. They were all wearing these expensive, you know, pilas and everything else, and Ranger Army, all this expensive stuff. And they're all like, man, I love it. I said, I'm doing demo days. Go shoot with them. And they go shoot with them, and they'd come back and say, man, I love it. I just wish you had this. I wish you had that. And I've learned, I've started, I started asking why to a lot of them. They're like, well, this is how we've always been you know, taught and trained. And I thought to myself, well, these other companies have done a great job in their marketing. So instead of studying colors, I started studying the UV spectrum. What do these colors really do in the UV spectrum to block certain amounts of light? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there's different market there to study. So I went to the medical side of UV. And if you go to UV spectrum, it's all over from, you know, blue light being at 480 nanometers and up and some lower. That's how I know they block 100% blue light and everything else. But when I started studying what these, I ordered a bunch of these lenses from these other manufacturers. Because you have to know what your competition is doing so you know what you got to do differently. And, you know, still, all the shotgun people were all using polycarbonate. And I knew right off the bat with Trivex that we use, it's a game changer alone. Because a 43% more light, we already talked about it, that hands down shoots down anything else that's out there that's polycarbonate for clarity. Mm -hmm. The visual acuity, it's, it's just like, it's like looking 43% more. It's like looking through a wonderful um, bush nail and then going to a wonderful vortex. You know, they're both great, great, great optics. But one just goes, I really see why it's different now. Okay, that yep. makes difference. You know, kind of same stuff. But, you know, and, and glass is still the best optics out there. If I could make glass, I would. But you don't want glass anywhere around your eyes in the shooting sports. And that's no. why we don't, you know, don't have any, have any use for it. So to, to be the best material out there besides glass, it's Tribex, period. Hands down. I've, I've seen the studies. I've talked to the people at PPG Industries who actually created Trivex up in Pittsburgh. I've talked to those guys. I know they're scientists. I know what they're doing with it. And it was it. I mean, that's the reason, you know, it was engineered. When it was first engineered, it was designed to be put in the cockpit of, of fighter jets because the extra 43% more light coming through that face shield cockpit allowed them to see the controls better. Duh. So, you know, I, you know, as I knew what it was going to be doing. So, when I'm getting all these feedbacks, I like purple. I like purple for this. I like rose for this. I like this and all this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm gathering all this information, and we're doing. I'm, I'm. This is the year we rolled out Hunter's HD Gold Custom. Everybody was like, "Oh, this is wonderful! I can bring my own frames to you and everything else." My mind was like, "Yeah, they can handle that." That's I'm, my mind. That entire year was all about Hunter's HD Ruby. That was all my mind was on for the, the entire year, mm -hmm. trying to get it right. And of course, we were down in Florida at um, a range a lot where if you woke up in the morning and you had one, two, one, two, three, or five and seven in the morning, you were facing due into the sun. So I wanted to have a, you know, Hunter's HD Gold to work with that, but I wanted a lens that would be like, okay, this is going to be something for that scenario as well. Didn't really pay much attention to it, but I was taking. During 2020 nationals, all the stuff we were down there doing, I had different color lenses all the time 
up in the morning. A lot of people, you know, I go around video stages and stuff. You'd always see me on the range, but you know, when people weren't looking, I'm looking when that light's going over that berm going, all right, that don't work. Throw that away. Right. <laughs> There's lenses. There was lenses in the trash where I even left. I didn't even take them back to the lab. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing live wearer testing all the time. But then, um, you know, you've heard me talk about a medical dye. And then in 2021, was it 2020? Yeah, 2021, when everything was going nuts as far as COVID was pretty much high active and everything was going on, um, Marcus came to me and goes, there's a new medical dye that just came out. I was like, what's it do? He goes, well, it's designed for people that have color blindness. However, if you died a short time, it's this color. If you died a long time, it goes to this color. I'm like, you're shitting me. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a dying process that would change based on that. And he brought me some samples out before that and i said no they're not the right color because i knew what name i was going to call it and i said I, I showed him my ring and my ring's got a diamond on there and a ruby i said i want this color ruby right here don't bring me nothing until i get that color ruby and when he came to me with that new dye that just got released i'm like going all right make me a pair of, let's see what it looks like and i remember putting it on indoors and i was like this sucks because it makes the rest of the lights do all this weird stuff. I was like, oh, this is, I don't know what the hell you've done. This is stupid because it looked horrible. Then I walked out the front door of the lab. It looked like I was on Mars. I'm like going, what have we done? I said, what is <laughs> And all of a sudden I look, there's a road that goes in front of the lab. I'm like going, what are these? Why is everybody's headlights on in the, in the middle of the damn day? It was their running lights that made their running lights pop. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, that's their running lights. I was doing I'm doing this like everything else, freaking out. There's a stop, there's a there's an elementary school across in the lab. I'm looking at their stop sign that's up there in the house. I was like, God, oh my, that really popped out. And I looked at this orange, I looked at the orange um sign a long way away that on the road. I don't remember what it was. I saw the orange pop. I was like going, All right. My eyes started calming down. <laughs> And all the colors started coming back. That was really good because when you first put Hunter's HD Ruby on, you, you, you're, you know, yeah, yeah. You're, oh, yeah. It, it looks like they're filming an episode for, you know, Mars, you know, for a, for a movie scene. It's, it's intense. It's very, it's, it's as the word that the very first time that word was used, and I, I still use it today, is Ben Stager said it's very aggressive. And I said, I've been using that word every, ever since it Ben said that. Because uh, I'll tell people, when you put these on, it's going to be aggressive. But it will calm down after about 10 minutes. And then it takes a good 10 minutes for your colors to come back. But when, when they did, everything really started popping. I started looking at my car, you know, sitting there parked and looking at the taillights. I'm like going, my car's not even running and that, that orange is popping. I'm like, I don't get it. So I went back inside. I told Chris, I said, make me a pair of these in um, Stan Shaparsky's prescription. And, and Chris is like, what frame do you have? I said, I don't know. We've made us some Hunter's HD Gold. Go figure it out. Make me a pair. He goes, all right. So he went and made me a pair for Stan Shaparsky. Now, Stan Shaparsky is a guy that I, when I have time, I go shoot shotgun with. He used to work for Smith & Wesson a long time ago. And he's he's no longer working with he's, – he's retired now. And he shoots shotgun all the time. And um, I, I couldn't wait to get these. So I took them off. I did. They really were that aggressive. I took them off. And I said, let me just go back. I think, I think I've think i got what I like, but i got to go shoot shotgun with them to see what's going to happen. 
And um, I called Stan up, and Stan, that's all he does on a daily basis is shooting shotgun. And we went and shot shotgun, I think about, I think it was the next, probably a Thursday of that same week. And um, I, I, I got out of the car looking like some Marvel Comics, you know, star or something with these these ruby lenses on that just really, you know, get, your, get people's attention really quick when they first came out. He's like, what the hell are you wearing? I said, I don't know yet, but I got you a pair too. <laughs> Come here, guinea pig. <laughs> exactly. I said, we're fixing to go shoot some sporting clays. And we went out in the woods shooting sporting clays at um, Shiloh Clays in, um, in South Alabama. And he usually shoots in the um, high 70s, mid 80s. That day he shot in the 90s. Mm. And he was amazed and I was amazed because they muted the green. It made the green trees go away and the orange popped on those clays like there was no tomorrow. And and at shallow clays, you got some that are open out in the sun. You've got some that are all covered in trees and the Hunter's HD Ruby changes as well. So it goes from a light Ruby color to a dark Royal Ruby color. Now, based on the UV spectrum I was looking at, the UV that was being blocked was the same blockages that purple and rose were doing, but doing it in one lens. So it's pretty cool. Mm, so okay. going back to that. So the the companies that own the shotgun market have done a wonderful job with their marketing. I hand it to them because I'm going to have a lot to overcome when I really get into the shotgun world. But when it comes down to the way I do things and with, with my prescription price, they can buy three pairs of Hunter's HD Gold for one pair of, of the other brand. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold some hands pretty soon and have a lot of new friends. So, Got it. But, but we did. You know, I didn't know anything. I didn't drive with them when I went to Shiloh because um, I just always wear my rubies. And um, I didn't know about the. You green, always wear your golds. Disappeared, huh? You always wear your golds. Yeah, I always wear my golds, but okay. I didn't know anything about the the um, green lights disappearing until probably two or three months into the product being launched, and I freaked out. So I'm having to go, I went to the website, put a disclaimer here. I'm, I'm freaking out. I said, man, I can't do this. And my marketing director, I love driving in these. And I'm like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> well, and so see, the reason I, I, I started wearing them for driving was because the fact that once you're inside your car, yes, that blocks all the UV rays. So now by wearing the golds, they just stay the light color. And it was just yes. too much for, for me. Oh yes. Um, oh, I know I, I look feel- like I'm squinting, but I don't, no. I'm not. <laughs> you I know have, what I mean? Let me tell you something. I have a pair of polarized sunglasses in my car. The only time I wear them, if I'm driving due east, due east in the morning or due west in the, in the evening, because mm-hmm. that blinding glare coming in, you have to have polarized. Yeah. And it's, it's always up. To, I don't, it, I only wear them for about 30 or 45 minutes. But I still have driving as much as I do. I'm still grabbing my polarized lenses every once in a while because gold's not going to do it because that's a blinding kind of glare that's different. That polarized is known for. That's what yeah. they're good for. But yeah. so, but but I, so I started wearing the rubies to drive just so I got a little bit more tint. <laughs> and the yes. next thing I know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, that uh, that that traffic light must be broken. Me? <laughs> oh shit! It's green. <laughs> Oh, I was that guy. (laughs) That was where, yeah, that was where I figured out uh, that that it doesn't show green very well. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting to get a bill one day for somebody's deductible. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not good. Now, now, for those of you that don't know, if if you ever decided maybe go to a USPSA event or something like that 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 Brian's going to be at, he's got a system because I think this is absolutely fantastic. The the idea that you normally people go and they like put frames on, put glasses on, and then they have to put them back on the wall and then walk off. And you do this thing of like, which ones do you want? Here, see ya. I'll see you in yep. a couple of days. And you just let them walk off with it. Yep. Let, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, um, it's it's a great way, I think, for you to sell your product. Because, like I said, once once you once you experience shooting with them, it kind of sucks to do it without them. Right. So. Well, just remember, my history is, remember, I came from retail management. I have been through all kinds of different promotions with different retail companies throughout the year. You know, remember when big screen TVs first came out? Hey, go go take it home. Go go try it. If you don't like it, you got 30 days to return it. You know, all that kind of you know talk. You know, you still paid for it, but you had time to return everything. Um, I've, I've seen every kind of marketing done in the world with that um, throughout my career from once I was 21 years old. Now I'm 52. Still, I'm still fascinated by marketing that happens every day. Um, but to have a MSRP product of a price point of $375, I don't care how many times a shooter says this is the best thing out there. Unless somebody gets to try it first, they don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I talked about. I told Sherry when I started doing this, I'm. Tr she goes, what are, you, are you traveling to sell? I said, no. I'm traveling to educate people about lenses because they don't understand the technology of lenses because I didn't understand it. I mean, mm -hmm. why not go buy something off $8 off the shelf that everybody else has got just to get eye, eye, eye protection? Because they're all going to do the protection. Don't get me wrong. They're all going to protect your eyes the same. Every company we talked about, every company we haven't talked about, they're all safety frames at some level. They're going to protect your eyes. So I'm not knocking any other brand out there that does that because all of them from $8 to $1,200 protect your eyes. Okay. So I got that out there, but there's so much more technology that you can put into a lens. So when I, when I, when I go to do demo days, somebody puts them on and goes, wow, they get that wow moment right there on the spot. Cause they got one, they got 43% more light coming to their eyes. Like we talked about. Then I'm like going, well, go shoot with it. And, and you've got to go see if you like it. And they're like, what? I'm like, look, I'm, I, I love I, you're, you're, you're shooters. You're not like the average customer that's out there. The second that people, anybody who owns a gun is, and is a gun friendly person that's educated and does everything right, especially in the shooting sports. They don't want really to be known as that guy that didn't return something because everybody knows everybody. I found, I didn't know that early on, but go try it because I needed the feedback. When I first got started, and it started off as still challenge, so I needed the feedback. I said, "Go tell me what you like about it. What's more important to me is why you don't like it." Right. I asked for that feedback. I think I told you the same thing. I, I tell everybody, if you like it, great, that's wonderful. But if you don't like it, I have to know why, mm -hmm. because I I built products and and still working on products for the future by listening to shooters, to listening to people that are wearing it. You know, people like yourself that 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 get chances to wear things before other people do. Y'all are the people I'm listening to to build new products. It's just not me reading a book going, 
Did I get feedback yet? I don't care what they say. Let's just, I'm still doing this. That ain't it. Right. <laughs> we truly get feedback. And I get a lot of feedback from people because a lot of people don't know this, but when the Hunter's HD Gold Lens first came out in Steel Challenge, by the time the end of the year got here in 2018, I changed the color a little bit. Mm. And nobody knew it because it was such a it was such a small change. People that wore it every day knew it and said, "What is this?" I'm like, "Give those back. Here's another pair. Have a good day." Because we what we had when we first came out with it, you've seen my logo how it goes from a light golden color to a dark golden brown. Right. When it first came out, it almost when it first started, it started off in the middle of the gold. It didn't go all the way to the the brightness of the gold mm. in indoor shooting. So we needed more contrast. So listening to people, we, we, we did a, we did a color change in 18 and less than, less than 50 people knew about it. It was just so gradually it was just done and fixed because it was a problem that not everybody had, but it was feedback I was getting on the range by listening to shooters. Mm -hmm. So that's how we do it. Now, what I've done now where we're at with demo days and everything else, because I told my I told my wife, I said, we're going to do the same thing with prescriptions. She goes, what are you talking about? I said, I'm going to actually make their prescription up front and let them try it before they buy it with their prescription. She goes, you've lost your mind. I've got doctors that don't pay their bills. I said, gun people are not doctors. This is a whole other society that I'm dealing with. It's, it's great. It's wonderful. Because here's another thing about it. I have a lot of people that wear a prescription all the time ask me, Hey, why don't you make those little clip-ons that go on the outside of prescription glasses? I, I made a pair, and as soon as they got made, Marcus handed them to me, and I threw them back at him. I said, throw them away. He goes, what happened? It hit me. If you put Trivex lenses over polycarbonate, you're going to just see a color. The polycarbonate that you're wearing still blocking the light. You can't get the wow moment. And so it never it never left the lab. But I told her, I said, oh, this is a great idea. No, it was a shitty idea because my, my physics wasn't working in my head at the time. Yep. But we do the same thing with prescription eyewear. You know, we let people try it before they buy it on their first pair. And that because that way you don't get that wow effect with your prescription until you have your prescription made. And that's what we've been doing since 1977 is making prescription lenses for ophthalmologists and opt optometrists throughout the Southeast. We got the, the prescription is the easy part and nobody understands that because they'll go to the, I had, the, I had to go see my doctor five times to get these prescriptions right. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and we'll make it for them the first time. And they're like, these are better than my regular glasses. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we're a true independent lab that's using high-end equipment, and your stuff, which is good stuff, good, is being sent off to a lab that's doing a thousand jobs a day that doesn't mm. have the quality that doesn't have the quality control, and we're doing just our 200, 250 jobs a day, making sure everything's perfect before it leaves the lab. There's a difference in customer service and quality assurance and everything. So we do that as well for the prescription and doing demos. And Sherry's now told me that was the most genius thing she's ever heard anybody do because now we're making prescription glasses and then people are coming back saying, can you make my regular clear glasses too? We sure can. And it's going to be 70% cheaper than what you buy from your doctor. <laughs> and they're a freak yep. out. People are, you know, we had one lady that um, she had like 14 pairs of glasses and she found out I could do regular glasses and we did all 14 of our other frames. And she said, what I spent here would have only got me about five or six pairs before. I said, yeah, yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot of markup in, in lenses. So, 
it's a neat process. Well, I know. Yeah. Every, every year when I have to go get my eyes checked, I'm just kind of like, well, I need contacts, but yeah. boy, my, my glasses are about seven years old. I might have to just bite the bullet and, and get those updated. And, you know, and, a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, now I do, but back then I didn't. Right? It was one of those moments of like, huh? Well, if I mean, I always wear my contacts anyways. But there's been a few times where something happened and my eyes just weren't agreeing with my contacts that day, and I'm just like screwed. And I'm putting on my my glasses and just being like, boy, it's a good thing I've got all these street names memorized because I can't read that. Yeah. But <laughs> so. we, you know, we've been doing a lot with um, supporting the shooting sports, and then. As I was watching people in Steel Challenge when it all first got started, I'd see people somebody's gun break, and I'd see somebody else loan them a gun. So in Steel Challenge, I said, "Well, I want to own some of these guns." So I'd, I'd go buy guns for my own because I wanted to have them, and I had just a table out there, a little six foot table out there with some guns. I got them customized by the Armory here in Pelham, Alabama, and I take them everywhere I go. And somebody go, "What are these for?" And if your gun breaks, just use one of my guns to you know finish the match. They're like what i'm like well y'all are doing it so why can't i do it <laughs> so and it's just grown it the whole supporting the shooting sports with the magical mystery tour and everything we do now is almost like a rolling shot show so i've never shot that gun before well hey i've got ammo here's the gun go find a range go shoot it and i sold i sold a lot of jp5s for jp <laughs> <laughs> well you know your your whole experience and that and i'm gonna call it the experience because yes. that's what it is when when you when people see you on the range um, you know, yeah, you've got your mystery tour bus, uh, with windows dark enough to, to have some questionable things going on there potentially, but we do podcast inside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even just because there's a bar and a cigar lounge doesn't mean anything else. <laughs> hey, well, and that's the thing that that's part, part of the whole experience because, uh, the one thing I've also noticed about you, Brian, is that, uh, God, you've, you've got a heart made of the same shit that your lenses are, which is gold. Um, <laughs> You know, you. I, I'm every person that comes up to you, they get a smile, they get a they get a hello, how are you? They get a cone of gold. They yep. get you, after after the match is done, if you're done shooting, hey, did you shoot good? Nope. There's whiskey in the truck. Hey, did you shoot if, good? Yep. If, there's whiskey in the truck. <laughs> if the if the range allows it, I always ask right. the max director to make sure it's allowed right. because or even a, or even a cigar. Yeah, no, I give away cigars all the time. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm I'm having a blast, and I, I truly mean I'm having a blast. I miss when I when when the season's not really over with, but I choose to take some time off in November, December, and going like that. I miss being around my second family because everywhere I go to, it's just a whole. It's it's fun. I'm around the best shooters in the world, and they all may not wear Hunter's HD Gold. But they all know they all know who I am, and they all want to talk. So regardless, mm -hmm. we're, I'm I'm just having a blast. So it's like going to the Masters every weekend for me. It's pretty cool. Well, and you know, it's it's also kind of interesting. Like for those that that maybe see Brian at matches, but don't ever stop by, say hi, and, and get to enjoy the experience. Because I mean, you put the awning out, you got the chairs, <laughs> you got the tables, you got the ashtrays for the cigars. And all. I mean, it's it's really awesome. Uh, it, it used to be a thing where, like, it was as soon as everyone was done shooting. I mean, it still is sometimes, you know. Yes. Unless you start serving Mexican food or you know making tacos and stuff out of the back of your truck, sometimes you just got to go get it, get some food after you're done shooting. For it does days. happen. Yeah, Corey K has been trying to get me to get some tacos though. Yeah. See, <laughs> but uh, I find myself more times than not after I'm done shooting for the day. 
uh, finding my way back at your van just to sit down, chat, unwind for a moment before getting in the car uh, to then drive and continue on with what dinner plans or, you know, fixing the gun or whatever. But yeah. um, let's I got a couple quick fire f- questions for you. Um, so we'll do these kind of rapid fire questions. And after that, we'll just kind of wrap it up. Uh, so sure. hopefully you're ready. I think I, I think I got some good ones for you this time. So, nice. all right. Which superpower would you rather have? The ability to manipulate cheese or to have instant digestion? Instant digestion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> would you rather win the lottery or wake up tomorrow super fit? Win the lottery. <laughs> Paper books or a Kindle? Paper. Paper. Okay. Uh, would you rather go to a sporting event or a concert? Concert. Which concert? Rock concerts. Any of them. <laughs> anyway, is there is there one particular band that you would uh, alive or dead that you oh, would Lord. pick? Um, Metallica or ACDC, if as long as as long as the original singers back with um, ACDC. I, I, two concerts I haven't seen that I, I I'll, I'll see Metallica at some point, but the one concert I truly miss was not being able to see ACDC before you know he retired because of hearing problems. Mm. Okay, uh, what emoji do you use the most? The gold heart. That's good. That's better than the middle finger. That's probably one of mine. <laughs> better than yours. And, and then would you rather travel for the holidays or be the host for the holidays? Be the host. Be the host. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Brian. Well, again, it was uh, it was super awesome to, to chat with you. Thank you so much for, for taking your time to, to sit down and, and, and talk. Uh, is there anything you want to add? No, just the biggest thing is, is we talked about a little bit earlier before we have our right to hunt the second amendment. We have our right to defend ourselves with the second amendment, but there's so much more. You have the right to go have fun with your firearm. You have the right to go compete with your firearm. You have so many, much more stuff is out there for our second amendment. So when you start hearing people talk about the second amendment, just don't think about hunting or shooting or excuse me. Don't think about just hunting or protecting yourself. Think about the other activities that are available because of the freedoms we have. And that's what I try to preach every day to people I, I know on the side of the street or people that never shot a match before. I usually have the same conversation with them. So, so that's how we make it last forever for our kids and everybody else behind us is let everybody know because we're under attack every day. And if we don't sit back and, you know, if we don't act, then, it, you know, we may not have to worry about it. And our kids, you know, but it, you know, it's, it's it'll go away if we don't if we don't take action at some point. So very get slippery soap. Yep. Yeah. Get involved. Get involved. Have fun. It don't have to be a debate. Hate every time you talk about it. That's why I, <laughs> I put it. Just just be nice. Have fun and have conversation. That's what it's all about. Perfect. Also, well, I think that's going to be a great way to sign off. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you appreciate and uh, appreciate Brian's time and expertise and and had fun listening. And uh, I'll catch you on the next episode.